I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Right in the immortal words of Brock Lesnar, let's do this. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao coming to you live on Kumu and on the Facebook page with this week's edition of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, saying thank you in advance to everybody who's already watching, everybody listening. If you're checking us out on the audio-only version, thank you so much. Uh, if you're finding us for the first time, please do us a solid and go and follow and subscribe to us on Spotify. Sobrang laking tulong nun for us. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on Spotify yet, please do that. Even though you're a long-time listener, sobrang helpful pa rin nun sa amin. And also, I know you, you know, can leave reviews up on Spotify. They have ratings. That'll help us out too. Yeah. Not yeah. sure, but if kung pwede yun, then please do that. Yeah. yeah, whatever you can do on Spotify will help us out along the way. So thank you. Yeah, um, and since you know a lot of the stuff that we do now on the podcast is really targeted towards all of our listeners, we got to talk about hashtag WWP seven years. So it's week two of the promo, and we actually have a little bit of an update on this one. So I'll let Chino take the lead here. So each week, will starting with this week, each week will be a the start of a new round of entries. So if you submitted for the first round and did not win, then you'll have to submit again. For this round, you can make your own original promo for the Charlotte Flair Funko Pop. Do it, yeah, baby face producer solo. Let's put it up, please. Do it in your own way. Add your own quote unquote flair to it, pun intended. And then, if you do not win for this week, the winners will be announced next week. Ballet, if you do not win for this week. Then we have two more figures up for grabs. And then, man, those two figures, which are very, very special and very, very unique, the methods of winning will differ. So, at the day last week for submitting your best original promo, cut a promo on all three of us on the podcast. identities it's up to you guys, but you have until today, until next week to keep submitting, and we pick one winner for the Charlotte Flair Funko Pop. Alright, so kung nag-submit ka last week, di ka nanalo, pwede pang mag-submit ulit. So please submit a new one. That's the mechanics for this uh, week, alright? Submit ka lang ng submit. Just keep on submitting those promos. Kahit liba yung submit mo. Don't worry, no. Jeb. Your, your entry that you posted last week uh, counts for week two. Don't worry about that, man. Yeah. And uh, for those of you na gagawa pa lang ng promo, please make sure na nakapublic yung post pag nasa Facebook or Instagram. Use the hashtag WWP7Years, the number 7, para mahanap namin. And uh, tag us. And then on Twitter and TikTok, tag us. Use the hashtag. It is at Wrestling2XPod. 
All right, before we start, another uh, another thing we got to remind you of kasi hanggang April 13 na lang to is yung Mr. Speedy code natin because for all of our listeners, we have 50 pesos off for everyone who's using Mr. Speedy for the very first time. So please use our promo code WWP Mr. Speedy. Again, that's WWP MRSPE EDY, it works on the app, it works on mrspeedy.ph, and it's available here in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and all major provinces. All right, let's start off uh, today's or tonight's Wrestling Wrestling Podcast uh, discussions with Black Thursday. So Black Friday siya sa atin sa Pinas kasi yung Friday natin nung April uh, 16, nagsimula siya with, you know, the worst possible news na meron na namang mga na-fire. And this year, the list includes the likes of Samoa Joe, both members of the Iconics, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, formerly of Heavy Machinery, Kalisto, and uh, a bunch of others I can't name off the top of Bo my head. Bo Dallas. Sino pa ba? Who, who did uh, we miss out? Uh, I think that's I think that's it. Mickey James. James? Did you say yeah, Mickey yeah, James? yeah, I said I said Mickey. Mickey yeah, yeah, yeah. He's as last year. So you might have nailed all of them already. Yeah. Yeah, uh, see, Anna Angelica in the comments is saying she cried for the Iconics. Um, I really felt bad for the Iconics, especially since just two years ago, these two were the women's tag team champions, right? And then uh, Peyton was rumored to be in line for a big push, so they split up the Iconics, and then si Billy Kay yung get over on SmackDown, and then yung punut dulo rin is marirelease pala sila at the same time. So see, Aaron, uh, Aaron says, Wesley Blake, yes, so... The Forgotten Sons are no more. Jackson we forgot Riker. the Forgotten Son, yeah. Yeah, J- Jackson Riker has outlived them all. Oh, Who right. would have thought that the that races sucks. would stay longer than both of them? So bad. Yeah, so yeah, let, let's go Chelsea to our thoughts Green. here. Yes, and Chelsea Green from U1 Nicanor. Yeah, also. I said Chelsea Green. Ang nakalimutan ko si Wesley Blake and Mojo and... Um, and and someone else, um, Ro. What are your thoughts here? Since uh, you know you you were the ones who had the instant reaction again when this happened last week. Uh, okay, medyo controversial yung thoughts ko about this. Because last year we were all, we were also angry, man. We were we were so angry that we had to make a emergency episode of the podcast <laughs> talking about our feelings. But this year. After everything that's gone down since the first black um, release event of April 15, I'm not so angry about it anymore. Because for one, I know that WWE isn't really the best place to work, especially now in the pandemic where they are constantly exposing their roster to the, to the threat of the pandemic. Uh, and, you know, underutilizing people. And I'm just not sad because... Uh, they're free because, as Tucker said, about freedom, and uh, I just can't feel bad when I know that there are still opportunities waiting for a lot of these guys outside of WWE. Because if we look at what happened to the people who got released last year, they were able to bounce back the money, they were able to find new jobs, they were able to find new spots, and the way of the wrestling business is that if you are from WWE, especially, you bring with you a pedigree that is kind of uh, no, unmatched uh, by only a, uh, by a lot of people. So um, I'm not too worried about everyone uh, losing their jobs because I'm sure um, they can bounce back somewhere else. And if they really want to, there is always like a door open for them to come back. Okay, so uh, so I feel like I agree with Ro here. In, in, in saying that these guys uh, have a bright future ahead of them, because if you look at their, if you count ninety days for those of them that do have ninety day non complete clauses, uh, if you count ninety days from April eighteen, you'll end up in July eighteen, which is a Wednesday, for those of you that bother to check, and it just leads me to believe that a lot of them will have dynamite careers, you know. No more dark days in their future. <laughs> they, they will they will elevate their careers, uh, or if they right. if they want to make an impact, by the then, or they can just go to Japan. I, I don't know. I can't think of a pun for you, Japan. But you could have something said you could have said something about their fighting sign. spirit. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so basically the point is. There are a lot of doors, forbidden or not, that are open for them to walk through. Sure. Samoa Joe, over the weekend, got called out by CM Punk. Phil. 
making <laughs> his presence known in the wrestling world, right? So maybe I, I don't want to put too much weight on what he says, but Samoa Joe and Singapore go way back. So maybe there's something there. Of all the people who are not going to be have to worry about the job, I think Joe is at the very top of the list. Just again, yeah. he has he has impact to fall back on. He can always just go back there like all the other guys. Diba? The iconics I feel bad for. Um, there were rumors circulating that one Kevin Dunn might have something to do with Billy Kay being released back from the company, saying that he doesn't see her as a main event star and she might have just reached her ceiling. Now, if that if there is any truth to that, this is the time where they can prove the higher ups in the WWE wrong, especially now that there are so many companies out there. I just don't want to see the people let go by the company taken in by AEW because it's already such a full roster. Just it's yeah. already so many people in that pool man, right. that that it's so easy to get just thrown under and buried so quickly. So sorry, there are other there are other more fruitful promotions out there. And, and that can take them in where they can grow. And then, you know, guys like Drew McIntyre, who were also released by the company, the came back and became WWE champion. So it's mm. not the end of the road for them. Okay, three things uh, to Chino's points. First, on Billy Kay, uh, supposedly not being main event material, ang gusto kong sisihin dyan, yung makeup artist nila, kasi sobrang pangit ng makeup ni Billy Kay throughout her run in WWE. Ang gandang babae ni Billy Kay, okay? Like, if you see her outside WWE, lalo ni mga posts on Instagram, she looks way better than the than, than how she looks on TV because of this stupid makeup that she has on. I hate it. I resent whoever has been doing her makeup. I wish they'd done a better job. Two, Samoa Joe, see Renee Paquette, or formerly known as Renee Young, said it best on Twitter. Na, how do you drop the ball on Samoa Joe? Diba? Sobrang offensive sa akin na sa sobrang galing ni Samoa Joe. Say, sabihin na natin nagkaroon siya ng injury issues. Pero sa, sa sobrang galing niya, hindi natin siya nahanapan ng role even after WrestleMania 37? Like, are you kidding me? Like, if, if they didn't want him to wrestle, they could have put him in the MVP spot on SmackDown. He could have managed somebody. Somebody. Anybody. Who, who needed someone like Samoa Joe to cut a promo na sobrang fire in 45 seconds, diba? You need proof that he can cut a promo in such a short time? Go back to 2019, new Elimination Chamber buildup. He roasted every one of his competitors in a minute. Three, yung sabi ng uh, dirt sheets is that the talents who were cut, ang dahilan daw for their release is budget cuts, which is utter BS to me. Um, since we know na, you know, WWE is set to make so much more money than ever before because of the Peacock deal. So to me, it's it's really odd na yung dahilan talaga for the releases is budget cuts. Even though yun naman talaga yung dahilan every year. It's so odd to me. Yeah, uh, that's why I said it's not a great place to work. Pero to the Joe point, okay, uh, here's the thing that we also did not mention yet about Joe's release. So uh, you mentioned that maybe they didn't want him to wrestle. Uh, Joe wanted to wrestle. And um, I'm not defending WWE here, but this might be another case that he might have asked for his release. I don't know if that's true just yet, but I know he wanted to wrestle and WWE was not willing to do that for him. So if he wanted to wrestle, he's probably going to do it elsewhere. And uh, you guys are sad that the WWE dropped the ball on him. I'm happy because he gets to do whatever he wants to do uh, somewhere else. Uh, it doesn't matter. Because uh, we can watch him anywhere, uh, you know, wherever he wants to be. Yeah, um, I'm happy for Joe in the portfolio he diversified. Diba? In the last year alone, he got cast as King Shark in that uh, DC video game. So um, that, that's a step up for somebody whose body has gone through so many years of punishment in the ring. So I'm, in the end, I'm still happy for Samoa Joe. Sobrang sayang lang na we never got that Samoa Joe Universal Championship run or that WWE Championship run. Hey, we're saying what, uh, what's up to Matt Scott from the Rob is a Podcast Network. Hey. He does their wrestling RHAP uh, podcast over there. Thanks for tuning in, man. Hey. On that note, on uh, Samoa Joe and the other Black Friday releases, do you guys want to talk about Ivelisse? Because hey, he's also on our on our list for tonight. 
before before we go into Ivelisse, I just wanted to say one last thing about WWE releases. Siguro the reason why I'm not so beat up about it is because I watch other things outside of WWE. So guys, if you want to support your favorite wrestlers, that's when mga wrestlers na na, na released ng, no August no April 15, you guys better start watching other stuff. That's and and honestly, guys, we were all worried for the people who were let go last year, like Sina Matt Cardona, yeah. Brad Myers, Rhino, Heath. They're all still on TV. It, yeah. it took them a little longer, but they're still all on TV, and you can catch them every week. So if they found a place to land last year when everything was a lot more uncertain, right? a lot everything was not as open as it was this year. When things are slowly going back to normal. In the post-vaccination world of the US, right? We're already vaccination has already ramped up. If you ask Americans, the the pandemic never happened here. So (laughs) if you think about it, there's so much more opportunities now for people, especially if you have WWE on your resume. So everybody will find will be fine, regardless of how they were released. Chino, as a Pinoy who's stuck in the Philippines, um, now I'm even more resentful of you being there in the U.S. So thanks. You are get in line, sir. You get in line. <laughs> get in line. All right, let's uh, segue over to Ivelisse, who uh, recently got released from AEW, and on social media she called out Thunder Rosa, and she also said that the reason why she'd been uh, let go from different companies in the past is because she'd called out bad behavior. So I'm not entirely familiar with the situation Ivelisse here. Uh, Ro, can you shed a bit more light on the situation surrounding her? All right, basically, a few months back, they had a match, uh, Ivelisse and Thunder Rosa. And then it kind of got weird and messy because there was a communication breakdown in the middle or early in the match. So... She kind of called that out, I think, uh, backstage and parang insinuated that Thunder Rosa was hard to work with, stuff like that. And then I think that got her fired, um, if we believe her side of, side of the story. So uh, apparently, this has been quite a pattern in Ivelisse's in-ring career. So medyo hindi on her side ang mga tao but if you do go watch that match back she was kind of messing around with thunder rosa and kind of sandbagging her metaphorically so maybe it contributed to her reputation of not being fun to work with so i think she kind of dug her own grave there uh, knowing what we know about it uh chino your thoughts on this one so Ivelisse has also gone on to say that because of this release, naturally, it's caused uh, mental anguish on her part. Uh, of course, because it's a Santika, right? But then uh. she also mentions that this rivalry, this heat between her and Thunder Rosa, goes all the way back to uh, the Lucha underground. underground days, which is interesting, right? If, if the heat between them has lasted that long and it still exists, you think they would have f- figured out a way to work together after all this time, right? You think they'd be able to hash it out like adults here. So apparently, it's one of them has to figure out that something's wrong with this situation or else I'm not trying to play the role of a counselor here. I'm not trying to pick sides, right? But clearly, there's like some personal issue here that needs to be fixed. Yeah, ang lumalabas is that Ivelisse is the one with the problem with Thunder Rosa and is not willing to get together and work on it. So uh, I don't know if that's true. I can't speak too much on the personal drama until we hear from both sides. But uh, it looks like AEW likes Thunder Rosa a lot more. And um, Ivelisse does not have a good track record at the moment. Yeah. So before we get to our next break here, we want to ask something from our listeners. So if you're watching us or if you're listening to the audio-only version, we want you to hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod or leave a comment, send us a message, facebook.com slash wrestlingwrestlingpodcast. You know that we do our audio-only episodes, but we want to get topic suggestions from you guys. Like, do you want us to do listicles? Do you want us to do retrospectives on certain wrestlers like we did for RVD on 420? You know, if you have any topics that you want to send our way, let us know. We're officially crowdsourcing here. So if you have listicle ideas or topics you want to send our way for audio-only episodes, hit us up, all right? That really does us a solid. And while you're at it, please do give us a follow on Spotify. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Now, uh, let's take a quick break and uh, let you know about 
our Lazada affiliate. Bro. All right, guys, everything you need, hashtag Nasa Lazada. I was just doing some online shopping this week myself, and let me tell you, it was worth it. You can help out the podcast by being a uh, loyal listener and viewer and also using our affiliate link. That's podlink.co slash EUL. Again, podlink.co slash EUL. All you got to do is use that link before adding to cart and checking out. And all of the stuff that you check out, a portion of that will go to us and, you know, it will help us do what we do here on the podcast. All right. On that note, let's, uh, let's take a break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey there. My name is Chloe. Just dropping by this podcast to tell you that I'm on one too. It's called The Great Connections Podcast. Over there, we talk about the lives of Filipinos overseas at ang descarte sa buhay OFW. So go ahead and listen to The Great Connections Podcast after you finish this episode, okay? The Great Connections Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. See you there! The Great Connections Podcast. Let's get to some shout-outs on Kumu. Who's going to take this one? Ro or Chino? Oh, no, no. I'm here. So All right. Solo yeah. music just followed us. Grab it on solo music and then it follows us. He also <laughs> sent us to Kabaya. So that's all, that, that evens out. Uh, si Boss Waki gave us a topic already on Kumu rebooking a certain storyline. For example, the 2001 invasion of WCW. We can definitely do something like that, I think. Tristan Riddle Bro saying, hey, what's up, man? Uh, he says, AEW sucks. WWE is the best. I wouldn't go that far, but NXT is much better. Emil says... Ivelisse has been let go so many times that at some point she has to realize the bakasha yung problem. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say at that it doesn't look good on her. Rated JBR, see Jebrigada, is saying that interesting ayan ang feud in a Zack Ryder. I mean, uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Uh, there are the feud is much better in Impact than in WWE. Uh, I agree. Saying, yeah. Emil is also saying that Ty Conti has improved so much as going to AEW. She, he yes. is confident that the Iconics will do the same. So definitely, for sure, for sure. Uh, Sola Music sent Lugal. Thank you, Sola. Sola Music, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Rated JBR is asking us uh, what we thought of Saray's debut. Do we want to answer that now? So yeah, yeah sure. Not? I mean, I okay. want to um, talk about NXT later. No, no, we, we can get it to Saray right now. I, I thought it was a fun debut. Um, you know, I always judge a lot of wrestlers by their entrance themes. And um, I, no, una, I I had that dreaded feeling in my gut na parang, okay, this is not going to work out because the first few bars of her entrance theme sounded so much like Yoshi Tatsu's from WWE <laughs> Yeah. And when you get that type of entrance music, you know you're probably going to be a jabroni. So thank you God not. Well, Thank God, na ano lang yon intro lang yon the actual beat when it dropped it was a hard rock song so I'm like okay you know, okay you, I think you know what she's gonna be fine yeah you know what even if she does get the generic Japanese uh, theme music I am just gonna wait for her to turn heel anyway <laughs> and give her that cyberpunk <laughs> give her that cyberpunk makeover that they do with all these Japanese wrestlers now so hindi siya bagay maging heel she that's what we thought about Io. No, and but you know, <laughs> no, Io, See, Sarika say looks like a fighting little girl that I don't, I can't imagine. So her did Kyrie Zane. Zane. Kyrie Zane's a perfect example, bro. No, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm really not buying it. This I think time. Uh, it's only I, a matter of time <laughs> when she adds highlights to her hair but, and comes uh, out and comes out to poppy. <laughs> It's, this week they went for the next takeover. Like, this week's family. episode of NXT was the first time I saw Saray in action, and I want more. Uh, I think she. I'm not sure if she's ever gonna transition to the full American style, but I don't want her to. She brought a strong style to the women's division that I don't think I've seen from EO lately. So I really want to see more of her, and I wanted to stay wrestling that way. If if there was what somebody that I do want to focus on, it's Zoe Stark because I I don't understand why Zoe Stark Always is getting such it. a is getting such a push. Like does she have indie cred? You guys might know better than me. She have indie uh, cred. She does. She's have... just that good. Why why is she special? What I'm indie, cred, but I never really saw her in the indies as well. But when you see her work, she's really super intense and legit. Yeah. So uh, she wrestles just even better than some of the males, I, I would say. 
Yeah, Zoe brings a powerhouse style. And I always love it when women can be powerhouses. Like, sure, we have Raquel, we have Rhea, but there aren't a lot of them. There aren't enough of them. And I think that Zoe Stark is a great addition to that archetype in the women's division. Uh, we, we've got a couple of Yoshitatsu fans in the comments, Matt and Bruce, showing Yoshitatsu some love. I'm not crapping on the wrestler himself. I'm crapping on his booking back when he was in WWE. So let's just get that straight, all right? Let, let's transition here to um, AJ Styles and Omos, an update for our homosexuals or the Omos fans who became converts right after WrestleMania. Maraming nagtatanong, where are AJ Styles and Omos? So, Ro, you've got um, a, an update here from the Dirt Sheets. I'm not specifically saying that they got hit with the Rona, but some people are hit with the Rona backstage or are being sidelined as a precaution to the Rona. And the people you are not seeing on Raw uh, in the past couple of weeks are likely some of those. Hindi pa sila pinapangalanan specifically. But uh, you can probably deduce that they are the ones being benched uh, to be safe. Yeah, so COVID protocol. So um, they they might not have it. They might have it. They're better to be safe than sorry. Uh, it's kind of like what's happening in the NBA. Like, for example, Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls has been out for the last few days because of COVID protocols. So that's uh, that's where we're at. Um, you so you want to has comment. an interesting question here. He's asking yeah. about Mason T-Bar unmasking. Long overdue, man. Um, yeah. Long overdue. I, I just need them to be called by their actual ring names now. Can you uh, go hey. back to acknowledging hey. them as Dominic Dijakovic hey. and Dio Madden, please? Ang, ang problema ko lang is that there's no way people did not know that that was Dominic Dijakovic and Dio Madden. So you should have, or the commentators should have acknowledged them as such. Because people have seen NXT. A lot of people who watch Raw have seen NXT and have seen at least Dominic Dijakovic on NXT. So there is no reason for you to completely be surprised at who are, you know, no sell the identities of these guys. Yeah, um, it goes back to yung problem of WWE where they kind of treat their audiences like idiots. Uh, we've been saying this for years on the podcast. Like our, our intelligence routinely gets insulted. So I, I really wish that they could just acknowledge that, hey, this guy, Dijakovic, was wrestling Keith Lee just what, yeah. six, seven, eight months ago, right? Yeah, diba? Speaking of uh, retribution members, uh, Shane Thorne and Mia Yim have been quietly moved to the SmackDown brand. So I don't know when we will see, we'll be seeing them, but they have been moved. So uh, I hope that Slapjack is no longer Slapjack. For sure, Mia Yim has to be Mia Yim again. We saw her without the mask uh, nung opening ng WrestleMania. And I can't wait for them to add a little more depth to the SmackDown midcard. Alan is saying that he hopes that uh, T-Bar and Mace don't replace Cedric and Shelton in the Hurt business. And I agree. Because if you just replaced Cedric and Shelton with T-Bar and Mace, then what the hell was the point of breaking up the Hurt business two weeks before WrestleMania? <laughs> so many Bobby Lashley in an interview a while back that the Hurt business isn't necessarily over. They're just experimenting with its members. Now, if that's the case, then... We might see a reunion somewhere down the road. But if that happens, then why? Why break them up in the first place? Just because they want to get more people. Is he just playing with them now? Is that is that what he's trying to do? Maybe maybe Vince wanted the Hurt Business to be made up of all big meaty men. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> oh, <slapping> <laughs> the big six footers, a uh, big seven footers, or six ten guys, uh, are uh, in the hurt business instead of small Cedric and slight and medium sized Shelton Benjamin. I just feel bad for Cedric and Shelton because if they're being raw, parang wala na silang direction, yeah. right? Uh, uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Cedric was wearing tights where the words "hurt business" were visible, and then there was a white X over it, na parang tinape lang. So he looks so ridiculous, and then now he and Shelton are just. Just a meandering tag team like every other tag team on Raw, not named the Viking Raiders. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sobrang sayang lang, and I don't know. It doesn't look good for them at all. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, um, I'm going to lay off the negativity here for a bit, and I want to talk about the Stone Cold documentary since Leo Reyes brought it up in the comment section. Chino, I know you've seen it. I caught it last night. Your quick thoughts on the A&E biography on Stone Cold. It was very good. It was very... Um, it was very introspective. It was also very detailed in how they tracked his career from the very beginning. From the bata pa lang siya. I was surprised that they said Stone Cold was a straight A student. Huh? 
Parang sobrang wala sa etsura niya eh. That he was an honor society member. That he was a clean living high school student. But then, Way to stereotype you, a guy, Chino. Diba? Stan, we're talking about stone cold here. Hindi siya pa bang straight A student siya. For real na. Kawa now. I mean, he was conscious about his college education. I read his biography back in the day. And he said he was 17 units away from graduating with a degree. But he also says in this uh, documentary that He's had enough of college and he just dropped he out just to dropped work. Out, the, yeah. Yeah, he just dropped out to work the docks because he really wanted to be a wrestler. He wanted to train to be yeah. a wrestler. And that's what he did. And it's interesting how his career also coincides with a lot of things going right and going wrong for him. Eh? That's how we got the 10 years that we got out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was a little longer than a flash in the pan but at the same time that flash burned really brightly in that time that we had him if we for example if we didn't have the click if the click was never a thing we would never have gotten the austin 316 promo that he became so famous for if stone gold hadn't broken his neck or sorry bruised his spine in that horrific botch uh, in that Owen Hart match, we wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to justify the type of lifestyle he's been living. So there are just so many things that are put into perspective in the uh, ninety minutes or so that you watch this documentary. And after a while, especially for somebody who grew up in the Attitude Era, where a lot of this takes place, you you understand the logic behind all of it now. Yeah, um, I've got a couple of thoughts on the documentary. First off, I've been looking for some Stone Cold content on the WWE Network. And frankly, there isn't a lot of documentaries around on Stone Cold, considering that they have WWE 24, Untold, Icons, and all those other original shows. Well, there are documentaries on Stone Cold. And now that uh, we know that there's a partnership between WWE and A&E, as in the network, I kind of get why. They're kind of saving all the big guns like Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, The Rock, Stone Cold, Roddy Piper for this A&E series, and that's great. Um, We also saw from that documentary just how different the treatment was compared to the original documentaries on WWE Network. And a big part of that is because the executive producer of this one is Jason Ayer. So if that name isn't familiar to you, he was the guy who came up with The Last Dance from last year, the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, he's also familiar with wrestling because he also Andre the Giant documentary that Bill Simmons executive produced from 2018. So, may, may pedigree din itong series na to. And I'm really excited for this, this eight-part series which will go on every week for the next, uh, yeah, the next eight weeks. So, really good stuff. All right. um, the WWE, sorry, I just want to say, the WWE understands its market uh, with regards to this. It knows that there's a market, there's a market out there of people looking for content about the wrestlers they grew up with, mga lapsed fans, mga casuals. Because like Stone Cold said, he was so popular that he found his T-shirt in department stores, right? Yeah. So Duh. he was that big a name, right? The Rock, the same way. So you have a group of people out there, essentially, that haven't seen the wrestling in a good 20, 30 years who just want to relive the, those glory days. And Stone saw, pa rin sila. And we saw the success of The Last Ride uh, yeah. and how how good it was for the Undertaker's career. And now with this partnership uh, with A&E, it just goes to show that there is a market for people out there and WWE is producing content for all of them. So uh, let's let this fun fact sink in. Stone Cold Steve Austin has been retired longer than his actual pro wrestling career. He's been retired for 18 years. Uh, His in-ring career only lasted 14 years from 1989 to 2003. So let that sink in. While we while you do that, um, let's talk about WWE most wanted treasures. So, see, si Jeb Regala actually uh, asked about this on Kumu. Chino, I know you've seen this as well. So, what are your impressions, man, on this new dif- and different TV show? It's a it's interesting because as a fan of mga storage wars, uh, yeah. pod stars, the, the shows of that vein, WWE is trying to take essentially have its foothold in that market because. Uh, as some of you may know, WWE memorabilia is highly collectible, uh, highly collectible and very valuable uh, financially. So a lot of the merchandise out there 
wrestling wrestler ward gear, yung mga ginamit nila in the ring, and yung mga binabata nila sa fans during their entrances are actually very collectible and but lost in the annals of WWE history, diba? So you have the original Mr. Sako that's gone. You have Mankind's old shirt, the first, very first Mankind shirt that was sold in an auction. So in essentially, in this pilot episode, Mick Foley himself packs each of these articles of his wrestling career down and tries to get it back in the good graces of the WWE. So, parang may vibe siya na mahirap ka dati so binayin ka mo yung gamit mo. Pero ngayon mayaman ka na so bibinayin mo na ulit yung gamit mo. In that sense, right? So, it's a little it's a little bit of that but it's also interesting because if you're a fan of history and of knickknack, this is the show that's right up your alley. Yeah, um, I haven't seen uh, the show Road, but you haven't seen this either. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't yet. Yeah. I've only been seeing it on Twitter. So, uh, I'm now interested because you said storage wars, and I love watching the History Channel. So I'm down for this on the over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna add this to my weekend watch list as well. Because uh, I, I am a collector. I, uh, not as big of a collector as other people like see Ken Warren, for example. Uh, but I do have my fair share of knickknacks. So this, this is gonna be a fun watch. Saka, so, yeah. This show actually highlights actual wrestling memorabilia collectors. You see. Uh, entire houses even of wrestling memorabilia displayed like a museum. So so ganda lang niya because you get an insight into that world as well. All right. Uh, we're saying thanks, by the way, to all of our listeners so far who have already chimed in on the topics that you want to talk in the audio-only episode. So if, you, uh, if you're able to contribute a topic that we can use, we'll definitely acknowledge you on the episode. We will acknowledge you like we acknowledge oh. Roman Reigns. So please let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod, on Facebook, facebook.com slash WrestlingWrestlingPodcast. Whatever it is you guys want us to talk about, just uh, throw it in the hat and let's see what happens. In the meantime, we'll take a uh, we'll take another quick break and Ro, let's tell them about the Patreon program because this is where we hold our watch parties. Oh, community pantry nga to, diba? Uh, <laughs> we give according to what we have and you take according to what you need. So our Patreon is our you know exclusive place to give goodies to our uh, loyal listeners. So we have watch parties on our Discord channel. We have uh, we also gave away this Stone Cold episode, Stone Cold A and E documentary uh, last night. Uh, we have uh, exclusive review content on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite pay per views. We have free merch. Uh, which we are working on right now. A lot of things you can get uh, for as low as 250 pesos a month on our Patreon. Just got to sign up at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Yeah, uh, nandun din yung mga early access clips natin. Kind of like the oh, uh, episode featuring Andrew Goldstein, former WWE writer and the showrunner of Dark Side of the Ring Confidential that's already accessible on our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon. Who's agreed, by the way, to come back in uh, oh. a few months. So yeah, yeah it's a sad Solid, solid for a longer, a longer deep dive into into wrestling. So yeah, uh, one more thing we gotta let you know about is our Shopee affiliate link. Of course, you can help us out through your online shopping, and our affiliate link is tinyurl.com/wwpxshopee. Again, tinyurl.com/wwpxshopee. Use that right before you click checkout, and a small portion of what you spend goes to Podcast Network Asia and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast to help keep the lights on. And now, another break for us to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Now, hold on just a minute, player. That's a Teddy Long reference for you. If you're probably wondering how a few wrestling fans who put together a podcast for their love of wrestling have been able to collab with brands here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, well, the answer is simple. We use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, no matter what the size is, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co, that's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O, and use our referral code, Wrestling2XPod. All caps, one word. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, the number two, the letter X, and the letters P-O-D. Again, Wrestling2XPod, all caps, one word. And hey, it's a great way to show support for the show as well. Now, if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, who are we to say no? You can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. 
Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Let's go back to Kumu for some shout-outs. All right, saying hey to my high school batchmate, Jake Sanieres. For Thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, Jeb Regala is, uh, you know, sparking up a conversation here on uh, on our Kumu page. Um, he says that one of his friends uh, is a belt collector. He does re-leathering service for replica belts. I've seen that on Instagram. I thought I think his work is really, really cool. And um, Emil says the A&E doc gave us a new perspective about the WWE Legends. He's excited for future episodes. I think we are as well. Jeb is also talking about the most wanted treasure, so he really likes that. Robbie Margata says, Sayang ang Viking Raiders. I don't know why they're sayang because they're the ones who are winning over Cedric and Shelton. Joaquin Mendoza says, BMM, big men matter, big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening and tuning in on Kumu and on Facebook. Uh, Joseph Shello in the comments says, shout out to his seven-year-old brother, Liam. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And Joseph says, sasali daw si Liam if the Fiend's Funko Pop is available. Wow, napaka-special ng conditions natin, sir. Sabihin ko na sa iyo ngayon pa lang Joseph Shello pag may the feed Funko Pop hindi na namin papabigay yun sa amin na yun. <laughs> I'm sure Chino wants that for himself Yeah uh, Chino being the horror fan among yeah. the three of us uh, but yeah tell Liam to try it out you know um, we, we'd love to hear from Liam and see what he can do on the mic who knows he might actually win the Charlotte Flair Funko Pop very inclusive naman tayo dito sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Anna Angelica in the comments says, congratulations to Ronda Rousey on her pregnancy. That's right. Hey. I think it was announced uh, last hey. night, Manila time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, na, na she and uh, her husband, Travis Brown, are expecting. She's actually four months pregnant. So uh, you know what that means? We're not seeing her in the ring for another year. Yep. <laughs> Minimum. Right? Yeah, but true. yeah, congratulations to Ronda Rousey and to Travis Brown. Well, right, what uh, if, wait now, what if what happens is both Becky's and Ronda's babies grow up and enter the WWE and then face off at WrestleMania. Pwede mangyari yun. Pwede. WrestleMania 60. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, Cody Rhodes was a woman or if Cody had a sister and then diba, that sister faced Charlotte Flair, that would have been epic, diba? Right. Cody does have a sister. Or, or, or wrestler. Okay. Yeah, so there. Yeah. Uh, let, let's go to SmackDown because uh, we've got some thoughts on Pat McAfee who has emerged as the new color commentator on SmackDown. And then Mamaya, I'm going to compare him to Adnan Virk who is the new Raw play-by-play guy. Uh, but first, some positive stuff. We love Pat McAfee on SmackDown, don't we? Yeah. Yes, we do. I do not. Gina, thoughts oh, okay. Wow. I do not. And here's why. I feel like he's too frantic for his position. I feel like he talks... Way, way too much. And sometimes most of what he has to say is exactly what he just said. So it's it's very frenetic. It's very it's very kalat in a, in a sense. And granted, it's his first time as a color commentator. And, you know, his job is to really just highlight what Michael Cole is saying. But at, at the same time, I feel like because his energy is always up, it's always there, and it's always in your face, Sometimes it doesn't match the mood of what's happening in the ring. And for me, that's a little grating to hear. Actually, you know, I would rather have that over Adnan uh, Virk being boring AF. Before we go into Adnan Virk, I actually like it because um, it uh, the commentary sets the mood for me and not the other way around. So if something is yes, boring, I, I actually I actually uh, would rather rely on someone like. No, I'm not uh, saying Pat- he has to be. I'm not saying he has to be boring because the thing that's happening is boring. I'm just saying that he has to focus his energy onto the right thing instead of being like, oh, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that to me isn't attractive to listen to. No, are you offended, Chino, like- that matay si Pat McAfee? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't even know why that's. I can't thing. stand. Is that what you say? <laughs> no, 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 no. Some people are in us. Some people are pointing it out that. No, know, I, I, I am not. I, I just I find this energy a little much. Is what I'm saying. And I think that's something compare, that possible, Like you yeah, can actually contain that when you gain experience, yeah. when you gain chemistry with your partner. I think that's something that you can learn to rein in. Yes. Actually, okay. Exactly. <laughs> so I, like I said, this is his first time being a caller. Call. Uh, color analyst, I, I get that, but at the same time, I've always found I've always found his energy a little much. 
and and yeah. it doesn't make for good watching for me. I need I need to finish what I'm saying, but I really like it because I need him to you know uh, bring my energy up and bring my excitement up for whatever is happening on screen. So the more that they can set the mood that something is something to be excited about, the more I like it. The more I'm gonna like it. Now the thing is, um, since it's his first time, I'm sure that. Uh, sometime down the line he will be produced by Vince McMahon he will be tempered and I'm actually worried that he will lose that energy and then he will become you know as boring as Byron Saxton and, no no you, you, know. You, know who, you know who you're talking about Ro you're talking about Corey Graves remember when Corey Graves first joined commentary he was so new he was so fresh right? but uh, now you know many years after he'd been watered down he sounds like an edgier Michael Cole uh, I guess, yeah. Na alam mong alam mong produkto ng WWE producing uh, on commentary. So yeah, I want I want Pat McAfee to stay the way he is because I want to be excited uh, by the things I'm watching on screen. And the first people who will get me excited are the people narrating the the, the things that are happening. See, yes, see, guys, this is where we differ because I actually like Corey Graves until this point. He still sounds very smart and articulate to me. He still gets the point across. He still gets to be snarky when he's behind the mic. Yes, he's watered down, but he's it's not like he's Michael Cole there, the right? He still he still has a sense of humor. You still get to hear this night remarks. And what I'm saying is Pat McAfee can still be Pat McAfee. It's fine. He can drop all the references he wants. He can he can comment on commercials all he wants. I'm just asking for a little bit of of focus in, in his energy. And maybe that'll come in time after a few more episodes. What I love about Pat McAfee is he brings the energy and he knows his stuff. Like he knows the characters. He's a real uh. fan and he's not afraid to show it because there are some people now when they get behind the mic, regardless of sport, I've seen this in basketball as well. When I watch uh, the NBA or the PBA, now, they try to take their fan hat off and they try to be too professional, too credible. And to me, that's so stiff. I really want to listen to somebody who enjoys what they're watching, who enjoys their job. And Pat McAfee clearly loves the position he's in clearly enjoys it. Now, um, I'm going to uh, contrast this now to Adnan Verk, who's uh, two-week stint on Raw, so, on Raw so far, I do not enjoy. I don't <laughs> enjoy his work because, one, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing yet. For example, when the Viking Raiders did their finisher this week, he called it out, Viking Express! And then Sikori and Byron, they already corrected him on the call. Yeah, the Viking Experience. And then right after that, inulit pa niya, Viking Express! So that, that's one of those things that you should know because they're really trying to push the Viking Raiders here. So I, that was kind of offensive to me as a, as a super fan, right? Another thing is he made the same pop culture reference for the second week in a row. Um, he, he shouted out the Dion Warwick song, That's What Friends Are For, in a tag team match again. So parang he's going back to like a playbook of cliches, which when you're doing commentary, you shouldn't really be doing all that much, lalo na kapag bago ka pa lang, kasi uh, you get exposed for being pretty limited. Okay, uh, first thing, I do believe that Adnan Verk is kind of bland, but I don't really uh, have a big issue with the Viking Express thing because uh, it's fine. It's a typo uh, considering. Yes, it's it's wrong to make a mistake, but uh, on the whole, I'm going to disagree that he does know that what ha- what's happening in wrestling, he's not lost out there like Mike Adamley, as Alan mentioned on in the comments. He knows what wrestling is about. He knows how it works. So um, I don't really fault him for that. I just really fault him for sounding really bland and you know uh, not really standing outstanding or extraordinary on the mic I mean again it just goes back to an experience here we're talking about Pat McAfee earlier we're talking about him now and it's only his second week on the road it takes more you know this time it takes more than the two weeks for you to get adjusted in anything especially in such a high stress situation as oh, the WWE, right? so we can't really fault him after two weeks, right? like like what like what you were saying. So I I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I I still want to expect the best from both guys. He's not super terrible, I think, but he's not. Uh, he's not Mike Adamley, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. Um, he's not Mike Adamley. But I would say he is a downgrade from Tom Phillips. So I don't know why they uh, downgrade, they benched Tom Phillips. Uh, there's no news on that, so I don't know either. Uh, I hope we'll find out soon. My, my brother but, has, has a theory, and I don't know if this is verified or not. 
But Adnan Verk is actually a an NBC sports commentator. Um, yeah. no, so, uh, he came from ESPN, diba? He also did baseball on NBC. Yeah. Okay. He's so, known for his so work on MLB. Yeah, yeah. It might be a peacock thing. Again. Baha, I'm, just baha. Throwing, I'm just throwing things against the wall here. See what's no, no, no. He worked point. for ESPN and TSN. So okay. TSN is like the Canadian version of ESPN. Oh, yes, that I know. But I know that NBC didn't say. So that might have something to do with it. Um, you one in the comment section is asking, what's the most boring commentary table you can think of? Okay, um, my answer is probably going to be controversial, but I'm going to name the Dynamite Crew as the most boring commentary <laughs> table. As in the wow. basic crew lang of JR, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. Because the only person I like listening to on that crew is Excalibur. Um, oh, you got to do Excalibur like that. <laughs> Yeah, I like Excalibur, and I hate <laughs> that he has to carry JR and Tony Schiavone. And I don't want to crap on JR because he's a legend, but he, he is getting lost already. If you were watching Dynamite earlier, you probably would have noticed that he clearly got lost uh, at a spinebuster spot. I, I forgot whose match it was. I think it was Will Hobbs and Christian Cage. And it was clearly a spine uh, spinebuster, and Excalibur and Tony Schiavone were already guiding JR through it. si JR nun. And I, I guess it's uh, because he's been sick na nga, di ba? Uh, in, in the last few years and he, he's older. But it's just, I, I'm just not enthusiastic anymore towards Dynamite when I have to listen to JR. And then see si Tony Schiavone is also kind of bland to me. Uh, I love Tony Schiavone. My answer to uh, Yuan's question would have to be modern day JR, uh, Byron Saxon, and David Otunga. Oh my uh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 my, my answer isn't far from that. I would say Mike Adamdy, uh, Byron Saxton, and David Otunga. That's it. <laughs> I feel bad. I, I feel bad at the lack of love for Byron because Mejuna appreciate Kunasi Byron. Like I actually okay, appreciate siya, pero... him more because of Adnan Verk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Mejo, he has come to be a decent, if not exciting, uh, commentator. Yeah, so like I think of the commentary team as like you know how in your sports teams, but you have your superstars, you have your utility guys, you have your role players, and then you have your bench warmers. I think Byron Saxon has become has has excelled in the utility player role. And that's not bad. Like like you need someone who who can really guide his co-commentators towards like your knowledge of the lore, someone who also knows the style. As you mentioned, Adnan is new. So I think Byron's the one uh holding Adnan's hand through it. Because Corey Graves can't do that because he has a role to play as the heel commentator. Okay, so you knew uh ni Byron Saxon. Because up until now, I was wondering what he what he really brought to the commentary table. Honestly, you see, Byron Saxon finds himself in the unfortunate position of being in between. Like he's not really the the lead guy on the panel because that's always Michael Cole or in this case Adnan Burke. And he's not really the heel because that's Corey Graves' role. So he can't really be the face either because he's as a face commentator, you also have to be an unbiased commentator. So he finds himself in a unique position of not having anywhere to cling on to. And I like the little uh, pops that he does when he reveals himself to be this super wholesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> that That's fun to me. I, I like that. Um, I wish there was more of that so that we just hear and see more of his personality. Emil says on Kumu that Byron Saxon is the Draymond Green of WWE commentary. Yeah, and that's not bad. That's not a bad okay. thing, right? Uh, we say what's up to Chili Willy. Hey, 90s Chili ECW Willy. alum Chili Willy joining hey. us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. And uh, saying what's up to Martin as well, all the way from Brazil, who's also Brazil. chiming in. Uh, we're looking through the comments no, right what? now. Let me and... change my answer to the original WWE question because I just thought about it. You it's question about the new one? The, your, your most boring panel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's my, question. New, my new entry is going to be uh, Byron Saxton, David Otonga, and Josh Matthews. That's it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how boring it is because it's going to be so bad with Josh on play-by-play. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> I don't know how that man ended up being the voice of an entire promotion. I still, he I had still... promised once upon a time, <laughs> but then... He started to become. He, he wanted to be like '90s Vince McMahon. Zapayon, '90s Vince McMahon is kind of a boring commentary. Guys. Yes, yes, super boring. Uh, yeah. Um, 
you know what? I'm just gonna tell people to watch more NXT. Like if we're tired of all these commentators on the main shows, just watch NXT. Uh, Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, Beth Phoenix, best commentary team around. So um, you know they, they they get nothing but love from us here on the podcast. And if you just wanna obsess over commentators, go look at those three because they all play their roles very very well. They're all superstars in my book. Yeah. Right. Um. On that note. We're down to basically uh, our last talk point, and it's Cesaro. We got to uh, show Cesaro some love because he is going to be facing uh, Roman Reigns in the future. At least that's what they're leading us to believe with this story. And I don't know what you guys think about this, Perago. I'm super excited about this as a Cesaro fan. Uh, it's a long overdue push, and I like that he's headed in this trajectory. Diko lang alam ko ano yung because Seth is apparently still not done with Cesaro. Uh, I hope that it becomes some sort of a triple threat again. Because uh, I really want to see Seth and Roman interact now with their new gimmicks. And Shampere, uh, we need to get Cesaro to that main event level. And I know they're teasing us, so it's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, I don't know if Cesaro is the end game for all of this. Maybe something happens and Vince realizes that he, he does deserve this top spot. But I... I for now, from where I'm standing, it's or at least this isn't the final stop for Roman Reigns in terms of facing a potential face. You know, there's the they might be building somebody, we don't know. They might actually be working their way up to somebody, we don't know. Right. Um I'm just uh I'm I'm just excited because I have faith in SmackDown's booking team. I, I know na. Uh, the way they write their stories, there's always an end goal in mind, which we got in WrestleMania 37. So I, I think we're up to something here. They're, they're up to something here with Cesaro getting this push and getting these interactions with the head of the table. All right. On that note, we are at the end of the podcast. We're getting towards uh, a wrap up here. So let's go to our pick of the week. And if you're new to the podcast, this is where we pick one show, one match, one segment, one promo that you have to watch if you don't have enough time for all the wrestling that we get to watch in a week. So, Chino, let's start with you. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week goes out to the very first episode of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Um, like I said, it's just it's just a good watch if you're into a history, if you're into fun facts, if you're into collecting any sort of wrestling memorabilia, or if you're into the fandom itself. It's, it's such a great jumping-off point if you want to get a closer look into the lives of how wrestling... A closer look into how wrestling affects people. You know? All right. So it, this is just a, such a great... It's such a great TV show. It's such a great idea to bring forward. And also, I just want to see that episode again where Kane tries to haggle for his mask. <laughs> yeah, like a seven-foot Kane... Tries to pay somebody money for a mask that he set on fire. This is it's just it's such an interesting visual. Uh Chino, all I'll say is that uh you are lucky that you get to watch these shows without having to sail the high seas. Yes. US ka. Um my my picks of the week, uh, I'll start with my honorable mention. I'm gonna give it to Kushida, uh my doppelganger. And Oni Lurkan from uh, this week's episode of NXT, really good cruiserweight championship match. And I'm loving face cruiserweight champion Kushida because it really opens the door for you mga open challenges. And my pick of the week is the Stone Cold A&E documentary. We spent a good 10-15 minutes on it earlier. Definitely worth your time. It's about as long as your standard movie, about an hour and a half. But it's, it, it's so worth it, trust me. We're going to get to Rose Pick of the Week in a bit, uh, but let's give you another shout-out here because he's suggesting for one of our audio-only episodes now, we should do reviews or retrospective reviews of bad pay-per-views, like December to Dismember. I, uh, I'm actually down with that. I just don't know where to watch Heroes of Wrestling. So, ang, ang sa akin lang is I want these to be fun. I want to have fun while doing this, and I don't want to uh, crap on bad wrestling or like bad shows all around from top to bottom. So yeah, I just want to—I uh, just want to know where you can watch it, and then we can just jump off from there. So, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, 
As we wind down here, uh, please do watch out for our next few episodes on the podcast. Uh, we've got the entire interview with Andrew Goldstein coming up as an audio-only exclusive. That's coming up in a few days. So go watch out for it. If you haven't yet, please follow and subscribe to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify. Uh, Ro, See, let's get to your week. Sorry, Bruce Lim has an interesting suggestion as well, how we would book Nexus in 2010. So also fantasy booking is happening you one. So all these are actually good suggestions, guys. Keep them coming. All right. So again, thank you for uh, waiting for me. My pick of the week is from NXT. It's the main event, Kyle O'Reilly versus Cameron Grimes. I like this match much, much better than the unsanctioned match from TakeOver. So go watch it. It's really, really good. Uh, better Kyle O'Reilly than, you know, un- no DQ Kyle O'Reilly. All right. Uh of course, uh, you've got our other podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia that we'd love you to check out aside from uh, our own podcast. Uh, Chino's got the class clown. Any upcoming special guests? Yeah, so for this week, I released an earlier episode about the movie industry and how it's important to me and how the closure of cinemas is affecting movie watching as we know it. So you've heard me talk about movies a lot on here or on all the other podcasts that I've been on. And this one, this one is actually a very special episode to me because I do it by myself. Tomorrow, however, a brand new guested podcast episode drops with the Linea Linea show's Ali Sangalang. I talk to his dad, who is a him and his dad, who is a seventh dad black belt in Okinawa and Karate. Such a deep dive into karate, the lore, the history, why it's important. All that on the Class Clown Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on my social medias at Chino Supersized. All right. And uh, as for my other podcast on deck about radio DJs past and present, I'm going to be wrapping up the current season with Mr. Fu of 91.5 Win Radio. So a very fun uh, conversation with Mr. Fu, the guy who made Meganon a thing. Uh, we also get to talk about the portrayal of LGBT characters on radio. So my insights didn't about that. And um, it's, a, it's a very fun conversation that I'd like you to check out. On that note, please follow us on social media at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok where we post regular content. We appreciate all the questions you've been sending us. And you can also post the entries for hashtag WWP7Years. We're extending the submission for the Charlotte Flair Funko Pop. The details are on Facebook or you can rewind to the start of the podcast where we explain everything. And you can also post them on Facebook and Instagram. Please make it public and use the hashtag WWP seven years and tag us at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We gotta get out of here. Big shout outs to Babyface producers Sola and Nikai for putting these episodes together. And thank you to every single listener, every single patron who's been part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast all the way to episode number 404, which is now in the books. Stay safe, stay healthy, mask up, support your community pantries, and don't forget to register to vote on behalf of Chino Liao and Ro Moran. My name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>